Hi, and welcome to the Hingham Cast. This episode is brought to you by Planner Hill Properties. I'm your host, Allie Donnelly. I spent 20 years as a reporter for NECN and NBC Boston, but now I'm telling stories in this new way, here on Boston South Shore. The Hingham Cast is hyper-local, looking at the world through the lens of one small town. But the issues we explore are unfolding in communities across the country. Today, I want to tell you about a little girl whose life was cut far too short, and her family, her community, who is fighting to save others like her. This is Maddie's Promise. When Anne McCoy talks about her daughter Maddie, her words come out in a rush. She really was special. I see she was wired a little differently. She was my old soul, and I used to just say she's going to just be incredible when she grows up. I did. I did say that. Just after Halloween 2018, Maddie started complaining about stomach aches. Anne says she was a happy, tough kid, loved school, loved sports. She never complained, so maybe the second or third time she said it, and we said, you know, we should, we should bring her in. Initially, doctors thought it was celiac disease, but of course it wasn't. More tests, more procedures. Weeks later, doctors at Boston Children's Hospital found tumors in her small body. They said the word, cancer. And my brain, my side was spinning. I, I literally fell to the floor. They had to pick me back up off the floor. Maddie was diagnosed with rhabdomyosarcoma. It's a rare muscle or soft tissue cancer affecting about 350 kids in North America each year. There's no reason she came down with it. It wasn't in her genes. It wasn't genetic. It wasn't environmental. So it was bad luck. It was bad luck. And I, I mean, I questioned and questioned and questioned how did this, when did it, how, why did it, and it's just bad luck. So they tell you that your nine-year-old has cancer. What goes through you? Immediately, once I caught my breath, um, it was like, okay, let's get those doctors outside and let's figure, we, we, again, I, I thought that I was going to hear, we, we caught it, we caught it, there's good news, you know, there's, there's a way we can treat this, she can, she can beat this. We didn't hear that once. I mean, it was devastating, it was devastating. Right. I basically said, I can't believe it, she's going to die. They're telling us she's going to die. You're living, every, you're living everyone's worst nightmare. I couldn't believe where we were. They, I couldn't believe they moved us right down to the cancer floor. I'm on a, I'm in a child's cancer floor. I saw her name on the door. I mean, you know, written in marker. I, it was, it was, just an unreal thing. Maddie lived just 16 months after her diagnosis. Rhabdomyosarcoma is aggressive. There are no specific drugs to treat it. No cure. Chemo and radiation, a painful defense. Maddie died May 23, 2019. She was 11 years old. You, you think you're gonna, you can, you're gonna see her go to college and you're gonna see, I can't listen to the song Driver's License, everyone loves it, but you know what, she's never gonna have a driver's license. Some things just hit me, just hit me really hard. You're just never gonna have a first boyfriend. And, and that, that's just, it's really hard to take you. She, she should have, but she should have had the chance to do all of that. You said it can make you angry. I'm, I, I am. I'm mad at, you know, the universe. I'm mad it happened to her. And I'm mad that there's, there were no medicines. What has been done for 40 years 
hasn't worked. Her, the, Maddie's chances of survival in 1972 were the same as they are in 2019 when we lost her. And it's not acceptable. I mean, it just, it just isn't. Um, and I can't bring Maddie back, but I want to try to save families, you know, from this pain in the future. I mean, if these kids still need their fair shake, and I think it will help bring meaning to her short life. The McCoys have channeled their energy into Maddie's promise. Throughout her chemo and radiation, Maddie wanted to go to school, play soccer, and create art to raise money for other kids at Children's and the homeless people she saw on her drive to treatment. Anne says they've redirected that passion to fund research for more and better treatments and a cure. You know, it is a very rare disease, um, and there's a lot, there are, there are many other childhood cancers like that. You've got osteosarcoma, you've got Ewing sarcoma, you've got neuroblastoma, you've got DIPG. You know, all of these, to vary, their, their survival rates may be a bit different, but they're, um, they're all in the same boat. There's not a lot of kids that get them, so there's not a lot of research. There's not a m lot of money in research, not a lot of trials, and even if they do open one, there's, you know, you're lucky to get 20 kids in a trial, 30 kids in a trial for a childhood cancer, where, you know, if you open one for breast cancer, you, you would have thousands of people enter that trial, which tells you more, which makes the research easier. Right. What is that for you as a mom to know that your child is, is one of those one in a million and there's not enough? I mean, I think the, the rhabdo world and the other, you know, the other rare disease, the other children's cancers are being left behind because there aren't enough kids who get them. Right. It, it's stunning. I'll tell you, it was stunning to me that we do not, you know, adequately invest in research for children's disease, children's cancers. We let this little group of kids down, and they're, it's like they're written off as statistics almost. And again, when it's just, you're one, that's all that matters. I want to take a break here to thank Aaron Cutler and Planner Hill Properties. When we talked about sponsoring this episode, something about it just didn't feel right, and Aaron agreed. So instead of a typical sponsorship, Aaron is making a generous donation to Maddie's Promise. And if you know Aaron, he grew up here, and that's really what he's all about, community. So if you need to buy a house, sell a house, remember those roots. It's plannerhill.com. Okay, back to the conversation. I want to bring in my next guest, Dr. Charles Keller. He's the scientific director of the Children's Cancer Therapy Development Institute in Beaverton, Oregon. Dr. Keller, thanks for joining us. Oh, Allie, thanks very much for this opportunity. How would you describe your mission to the uninitiated? Why this work in particular? Uh, well, it, uh, so someone needs to do it, I suppose. Uh, you know, it's a life's mission. Um, uh, and there are five of us in the world, you know, who are committed to finding these cures. Every year for adult cancer, uh, there are 12 drugs that are so effective at extending and saving the life of adults with cancer to earn FDA approval. But for kids, there have been a total of 11 since 1978. Five people in the world intensely studying and trying to find a cure for myorhabdosarcoma. How can that be? Childhood cancer is rare. Uh, it's a grassroots effort, but you know there, there are so many causes in the world. The ones that um, that touch our hearts personally are the ones we pursue. Yeah, yeah. What is the work that you're doing, and how's it going? Well, the the support uh, of the Hingham uh, community that supports Maddie's Promise Foundation has allowed us to do a few things. Uh, one is to generate more 
cell lines, um, so children's tumors growing in Petri dishes, and mouse models, which are the, a children's tumor growing in a mouse so that we can test drugs to see which ones are effective, mm-hmm. what would treat the children who would otherwise be untreatable. And given that, we uh, were able to take a drug that was being studied for breast cancer. We found that that drug in Tinistat turns off the main mutation found in muscle cancer and causes the chemotherapy to work far much better. Uh, we were able to then transition that knowledge from the laboratory into national clinical trials in two dozen different children's hospitals across the U.S. and find that this drug is um, both safe, safer in children than adults, and had no dose-limiting toxicity. Uh, And so it can be moved to the next phase of clinical trials from phase one to phase two. So when could parents, and I know this is a wild unknown, obviously, with the FDA and everything else, but when might it be possible to see the drug used more widely in this limited population um, from where you are now? Right. Well, that's a great question. So, um, so the, the challenge is, is that getting new drugs into clinical trials takes a while. Mm. Just for example, there hasn't been an, an open clinical trial for the kind of cancer that Maddie has in seven years. And so, which means there needs to be more basic research, right? Now that we've found a drug, we can move it into clinical trials that trial will take a while because uh, you have mm. to enroll enough patients. The cancer is rare. It might take four, five, or seven years to enroll enough patients to know if the drug worked. Let's take a quick break here to again thank Planner Hill Properties. I didn't know this, but Planner's Hill is one of the hills of World's End overlooking Hingham Harbor. Aaron Cutler loves this community treasure so much, that's why he named his community-centered company after it. So if you need help with buying or selling, reach out to their realtors, Cindy Swartwood in Cohasset and Erica Colantonio here in Hingham. Okay, back to Dr. Keller and the race for a cure. It's interesting, and it's really interesting in the last year to have watched the scientific community come together for a vaccine for COVID-19, and then to hear the kind of exhausted frustration of uh, parents of children with cancer of, you know, I think Ann said something along the lines of, we've we've failed them, we've left them behind. How does it feel to you when you hear a parent say that? Well, I, so so I'm always optimistic, right? So the, these are the best of times. The overall cure rate for childhood cancer is 83%. There's only one in five children that need a new solution to be able to survive this world. Um, the science is better than it's ever been. There are more tools available, um, and, um, and there are lots of bright minds out there. Um, for something, for a, a type of cancer that affects 350 kids, and North America every year, it's always going to be a grassroots effort. It's always going to have to be the people that care. Uh, so, so you know, I try in my laboratory to bring in pictures of all the families that are affected. And uh, we, have, we have pictures of Maddie. We have pictures of so many different kids. And so my team takes it personally. We, f- we feel like it matters that what we do has to have impact and it's, it's time sensitive. So the foundations provide that grassroots support that let us generate the data to get the larger support. And for example, we just received a $1.7 million NIH National Cancer Institute grant, uh, which we were so excited about, but it was because we had the support of Mandy's Promise Foundation and other foundations 
for about two and a half years to generate the preliminary data that made it just a sort of an easy, easy decision. What do doctors, researchers, scientists need? Like, what, what is it that's going to get you over the next hurdle? You know, we always hear rare childhood cancers only affects hundreds of kids, da, 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 da. And then here I am in my living room or here I am in my community and I see the kids selling the water bottles and the bracelets for Maddie's Promise and, you know, the McCoys are doing what they can to fund your research. But if you were, you know, kind of golden ticket, what do you need to really move the ball forward? Right. Well, it's um, so there's a list. Hmm. Um, so, you know, the first tier is we need resources. Uh, you know, we need the cell lines, the mouse models. We need the sa- tumor samples to sequence. The next thing we need to do um, is we, we need to, to start studying the, the different genes that might come out of the sequencing of DNA or the drugs that might come out of screening. And after that, we have to test them in animals. And, um, and that, that could be, on a per-project basis, just a $400,000 unit. You know, I talked about Intenistat. Intenistat mm-hmm. was a $400,000 unit of research that allowed the drug company to go like, wow, we would never have studied this disease in the Petri dish. We would never have spent the hundreds of thousands of dollars on mouse studies. But you've de-risked this for us. So, of course, we're going to give six dollars to $700,000 worth of drug for free. Mm. And then you go to the cooperative groups, the children's hospital networks, and you go, you know, here, here's a nice, you know, concrete package, totally de-risked. And they go, wow, we've never had that much information. Of course, we'll do the, the $10.5 million clinical trial at our own cost. Mm. So the nice thing is if you can sort of bundle a, a nice little $400,000 unit of research, you can get the pharmaceutical company partnership, you can get the cooperative group, National Cancer Institute partnership, and then you can have a hope-filled, science-justified clinical trial. Hmm. Wow. You make it sound so easy. <laughs> yeah, it should be as easy as one, two, three. You just understand how it works and, and find a target, test a drug against that target, then put the drug into clinical trials. That should be all that it takes. Wow. How hopeful are you that you could see a cure in your lifetime or your children's lifetimes? I'm working towards things that that are treatments that improve outcomes and survivability two years from now. Uh, And our lab's also working on things that um, help hopefully bring about cures in six to seven years from now. But of course, that takes partnership and scaling the mission. So Mm -hmm. uh, that's what that's what Maddie's Promise allows us to do. Excellent. Dr. Charles Keller, I thank you so very much. Allie, I appreciate this time to talk. Thanks. I want to give the last word to Maddie's mom, Anne. She's asking if you'd please join their hour-long virtual gala tomorrow night. It's going to be a terrific night of live music, food, drinks, laughter, and happy memories of Maddie. I'll be there emceeing the gala. I hope you can share an hour Friday night with us at 7 and support cancer care and research for these kids who need you. Here's Anne. Wouldn't it be a wonderful thing if someone's donation can really go towards solving a a cancer that right now is unsolvable. These kids don't have a fighting chance. I think we can find a way to give them a fighting chance. It would be, it would make all the difference. Knowing Maddie as you do, what do you think that would mean to her? Oh, I think she'd love that. I think she'd love that. I hope you can make it tomorrow night. I want to thank my podcasting partner, Kristen Keefe, who lovingly put this episode together. 
Our media partner is The Hingham Anchor, hinghamanchor.com. And our website was designed by Donna Mavramatis and her team at Mavro Creative. I'm Allie Donnelly. Thanks for listening. Talk to you soon. Mm-hmm.